Hey there, Kelly here. Guests on the show share so many great ideas, but how do you start putting them into practice? Well, that's exactly what you'll explore when you sign up for the podcast weekly newsletter. Each week, you'll get three ideas from past guests sent straight to your inbox. You'll explore materials, techniques, tools, concepts, and mindsets in bite-sized pieces so that you can think about them and fold them into your own practice. It's completely free and you get it by signing up at learntopaintpodcast.com slash newsletter. Varnish is your protection of your artwork over the many, many years, decades, or even a century or two. Hello and welcome to the Learn to Paint podcast, the show that gives you the tools and ideas to help you design your own artistic path. I'm your host, Kelly Ann Powers. Today is an actual mini. I'm talking with Mary Weisenberger from Gamblin, and we are discussing varnish. In the conversation, you'll learn why you might want to varnish your work, your options when it comes to varnishing, and what to do if a varnish doesn't go quite as planned, plus a whole lot more. For show notes, head to learntopaintpodcast.com slash podcast slash episode 64. All right, here we go. Hi, Mary. Welcome to the podcast mini episode. Today, we're going to talk about varnishing. To start out, for those who may be unfamiliar, what is varnish? Hey, Kelly. Excited to talk about varnishing today. It's definitely the most frequent thing we get asked about at Gamblin. And varnish is really important to consider as an artist once you start building collections, selling your work, having people become collectors of your work, or if you're even just giving them away to friends and family. Varnish is your protection of your artwork over the many, many years, decades, or even a century or two that it's on display. Your final varnish is the uppermost protective layer that's going to preserve your paint over the many years from atmospheric damage like dust, dirt, grime, smoke, all the things that a painting can be protected from is what the varnish serves to do. Does varnish protect from sunlight as well? Some varnishes do. Some varnishes have UVA light inhibitors for sensitive pigments. In the case of our Gamvar varnish at Gamblin, ours does not, but mainly because the oil colors we make are highly light fast and resistant to fading. And we touched on that with some detail in one of our previous segments on why it's so important to make sure that your paints are light fast. And we'll link to that show in the show notes so folks can go over there and take a listen to that episode. So then what are the types of varnish and what do they affect? Mainly varnish when it varies from different formulas has to do with the gloss level of the varnish because in addition to providing surface protection the other benefit of a varnish is that it can change the way your painting looks in terms of its gloss level. If you prefer high gloss, semi-gloss, satin, which is kind of somewhere in the middle, like a little sparkle, but not too much. Or if you prefer your painting to be flat, matte appearance with no reflective glare when light is shown on it. That's the difference you often come up with different varnishes is their level of gloss level. 
Not all pigments are the same level of gloss. Does that mean it helps unify all of your pigments to the same level of gloss or not glossiness? Precisely. And this is something that can be really troublesome when you're first starting off painting is when you realize how oil paintings are very prone to having different degrees of gloss as they dry. And sometimes people think they're doing something wrong, that it's them, but really it's often the oil paint and how from color to color, paints can vary a lot in terms of gloss and, and how shiny they are or how matte they look. And in addition to the surface protection, the other great thing about Gamvar is how it unifies everything to the same surface quality and just completes the image and makes the painting look more finished. When in the process should an artist bring in a varnish? I guess let's just confirm that varnishing is done at the end, like the painting yes. is finished, oh, right? That's right. In, in fact, it's not advisable with our Gamvar to be putting it in between layers. It's only meant to be the final layer at the uppermost surface. Where does your painting need to be to have it be ready for a varnish? Well, the nice thing about Gamvar is you don't need to wait a terribly long amount of time. It can be applied to both oil and acrylic artwork as well. If someone has an acrylic painting, you're usually looking at maybe a day or two after it's dry before you can apply it. And for oil paintings, which on average take longer to dry, usually we're looking at a few weeks two to three weeks on average for your painting that has thin layers. When something has thicker texture, like real heavy application of paint, you might be safer waiting a month or longer just for those layers to start to feel firm and no longer squishy to the touch. This is because Gamvar does contain Gamsol, our solvent that we make. Gamsol is very mild, but it does still have some dissolving capabilities. So your painting needs to be dry to the touch throughout before you apply it. Otherwise, you don't want to end up smearing some of that paint that you work so hard on. It's hard because there's always a moment in the studio of where like, well, I've probably waited long enough. And it's like, let's let's wait longer just to be sure. I think playing it safe and waiting as long as you can is the best route. Although sometimes you can be under a time crunch if you've got a commission you need to get out the door or an exhibition right around the corner. Budgeting your time, giving yourself at least several weeks is the wise move for oil paintings. How do you prepare an oil painting for varnish or is it purely just you pour it straight on and you're done? Oh, with Gamvar, we highly encourage people to not pour it on at all costs. In fact, it's usually how someone ends up with too much varnish on their paintings, which is a common occurrence that we help folks with. When too much gets on the painting, it often dries to a really sticky finish that never goes away. Or with the matte, it can have a cloudy brush, white brush mark. So ideally, when you're varnishing your painting, you don't need very much at all to thinly cover it. And you'll get yourself a little bowl or a cup and pour just a, a small amount of varnish into that, and then use that to dip your varnishing brush into the bowl. We do have a Gamvar varnish brush that I would highly encourage anyone to check out if they're looking to try Gamvar or if they've used Gamvar in the past, 
we just came out with that brush in early 2020. And having the right type of brush can play a huge role in how successfully you get it on your artwork because the, the key application is to get it on there very thinly with a light feathering motion. What characteristics do you want your brush to have? Like what characteristics does the, the Gamblin brush have? It has synthetic bristles that are very thin and it's a flat brush. The thickness and lack thereof really helps prevent you from getting too much on your painting. And it also has the correct uh, softness the bristles do to contour with the shape of your painting and get it on there thinly. So the brush itself is really crucial to having the right application. Right, it sounds like thin is the key for application. Yes, yes, can't emphasize that enough. I've heard the term oiling out. What is oiling out and what does it do? So oiling out is a process that really helps when your ready to varnish painting has some really dull spots in it. And that's a common occurrence if you paint really thinly or if you're using dark pigments or earth tone pigments. As they dry, they can look really flat and sunken and dull. And varnishing can help with that, but there are circumstances where if that paint layer is really thirsty and dull looking, the varnish itself will also dry unevenly on your painting and not do the job of unifying that we wanted it to. The oiling out process mainly helps as a precursor to varnishing as a way to feed some oil back into those thirsty dry patches on an artwork and bring the colors up. As a side note too, oiling out just happen at the end. It can also be used in between paint layers while you're making your artwork. If you haven't worked on a painting for a while and it's gotten real sunken and dead looking, it's a method of brushing on and wiping away a fluid medium like our galkid, and it restores the colors and helps reduce any unwanted absorbency that the painting might have prior to varnishing. Our recommended oiling out mixture is a one-to-one galkid and gamsol mix that's brushed onto your artwork absorbed for several minutes and then you wipe off the excess with a lint-free cloth. It can be repeated as necessary too. Sometimes you might have a really thirsty painting that might need one or two oil out treatments and it's just a really good way to help with those sunken dry paintings that often occur. And to be clear, oiling out isn't always required before varnishing, but it is a really good step if your painting is looking really dry and patchy before you put the varnish on. You oil it out and then wait about a day or two at the longest and then put the varnish on. And would you wait a day or two also if you were using it in between layers? You wouldn't have to. That's a great question. If you were oiling out in between layers, you could immediately start painting into the wet surface. Or you could wait for it to be dry, whatever would best suit your technique if you prefer wet into wet or wet over dry. Walk us through how you do the actual varnishing itself. Like I said earlier, the emphasis is a little goes a long way. 
a four ounce bottle of Gamvar has a square foot coverage of 80 square feet, which is like an eight by 10 foot painting with just a little four ounce bottle. I find that visual description really helps to emphasize how a little goes a long way. And once you get a bowl and your brush, I would also recommend getting some paper towels or rags to have on standby to blot your brush off on because you'll want to load your brush up with just a little bit of varnish. Overloading the brush is an easy way to get too much on your artwork. So usually you take the brush, dip it into your bowl that has varnish in it, and just get the edges and tips of the bristles loaded up. And if you ever accidentally you know get too much in there having a rag or paper towel over off to the side to blot it off on is so helpful and once you get your brush all ready with the varnish you unload it onto the artwork in a nice sweeping gesture and then you feather it out in every possible direction. So it's not the approach where you're doing a very uniform, up, down, horizontal, vertical. It's somewhat of the opposite manner where you are spreading it in every possible direction crisscross, back, forth, up, down. As a disclaimer too, this is how Gamvar is applied. There are other varnishes by different companies out there that have different application instructions or recommended techniques. So if you're ever trying something different out or if you're new to using Gamvar, my best advice is to practice on a test painting before you go to put it on your really important commission or a series of 12 paintings that are due at a gallery. Just do yourself a favor whenever you're trying a new varnish out and, and be careful to test it properly. Do you only use one layer of Gamvar and then it's done or should an artist use multiple layers of Gamvar? It's one and done. Just one coat. And that's all you need. Just a single coat of Gamvar is going to give you adequate protection for the many, many years it's on display. And with the satin and the matte Gamvar in particular, we really don't advise multiple coats due to the beeswax matting agent that is in those, which make them less glossy as they dry. When one starts putting layer after layer of the satin and matte, often people end up with a patchy or cloudy look because they're building up a concentration of those matting agents. So just one thin coat is super important for the satin and the matte versions. And the gloss, on the other hand, it does not have any matting agents. So the gloss Gamvar can have multiple thin coats. And the main benefit you get from that is higher and higher gloss and more of a sparkly shiny look as it dries and some artists really want that so our advice there would be to apply the layers very thinly and give the varnish 24 hours to dry in between layers if you're wanting to do multiple layers of gloss and I assume dry flat. Yes. Oh, that's very important. If you have it upright, it can drip and then be uneven and you'll see the drips. I have a sense that someone might call you and say like, this is happening with the varnish. What did I do wrong? Do you have some examples of if someone is seeing X, it may mean Y? 
The most common thing that comes up in our technical support is usually the result of the varnish being put on too heavily. With the satin and the matte, people can frequently expect to see streaks or a fogginess when it's applied too thick. The other thing that often comes up is when someone has applied any of the varnishes and it dries unevenly on their painting. So some areas look glossy and great and other areas it's like nothing happened at all. And in these scenarios, either a streaky application or an uneven application, the first thing that's going to have to happen is the varnish is going to need to come off. I know that sounds really scary. Often people are terrified at the thought of removing varnish, but one of the best parts about Gamvar is how easy it is to remove off artwork with Gamsol, the same solvent that is used to make the varnish. It readily dissolves it, in a matter of seconds. And if your painting was dry enough to be varnished with Gamvar, it's safe to be removed off. The varnish can be removed off safely with Gamsol. And that's usually what we walk people through is gently removing it section by section with Gamsol on a soft rag. In the case of how someone's varnish dried unevenly, we would usually recommend the oiling out process after they've removed their varnish and then reapplying it nine out of ten times it goes down evenly after they've oiled it out and for the case of a streaky application normally they need some tips on how to get it on there thinner but it could also be their brush that caused the problem if they were using say a thick mop brush with like really dense heavy bristles that just laid it down too thick or we've seen it too with the foam style application brushes single use often those can really lay it down unevenly and you get a foggy appearance as it dries and and those are the most common ones the other thing that can happen too with gamvar if it's applied too thickly is it can have a very sticky tacky feel months after it's been applied and for all of these scenarios folks often ask if another coat would help. Can I just put another on? And often this just makes the whole thing worse. And really when things don't go right, the best solution that we walk people through is how to remove it and then what steps they might need to take to make sure the next application is more successful. I'm laughing because I have definitely had that thought. It was with a different brand on acrylic paint. And I definitely had that thought like, oh, it's tacky. Maybe if I just add another layer it would solve it and luckily I didn't do anything I just waited way uh, longer yeah. but this, I love that that's the instinct but stop don't do that stop what you're doing and and with tackiness too sometimes it might be you didn't do anything wrong and it's the environment like if it was particularly humid when you were varnishing that can cause the dry time to take longer and for it to have a little bit more tacky stickiness for several days. So sometimes waiting it out before you make any decisions is another step you can take when something goes wrong with the varnishing. What about if someone has a painting that is completely dry, but they've worked in the impasto technique where there's a bunch of ridges and valleys and brush strokes, but it's, it's got a lot of texture. How should someone approach a painting that has a lot of texture when it comes to varnishing? 
This is one of the big reasons why we did develop the Gamvar brush and why it has a specific softness to the bristles so that it can get into all those little nooks and crannies when you have an impasto textured valleys or really heavy application and you want to make sure that everything is covered. It can be a lot more challenging to varnish a textured painting and having some paper towels or a rag handy is really helpful for textured artwork because you want to make sure that there's no pooling or collecting in excess in any of those valleys or anywhere where the varnish can pool and having good light set up is also very key because after you've applied it you want to check to make sure it's not collecting in excess and that's when you can blot your brush off really well on a rag or a towel so at that point you have practically no varnish on your brush and use that to wick out any excess varnish that collected and once again letting it dry flat too is crucial for a textured painting. You can learn more about varnish and about all the great materials you might want for painting in oil at Gamblin's website, gamblincolors.com and on Instagram, and we'll link to everything in the show notes. Thank you so much for being with us today, Mary. Thank you. It was great. Thank you for joining me today on the podcast. For show notes, head to learntopaintpodcast.com slash podcast slash episode 64. And if you're interested in supporting the show, check out patreon.com slash learn to paint podcast. Sign up at any tier and get access to a bunch of great bonus conversations with guests. Thank you to all of you already supporting the show at the Podcast Art Club. Extra shiny thank yous to High Gloss supporters Andrew Atterbury, Debbie and Brian Miller, Rihanna DeRold, Janet Wheeler, Nancy Bryant, Catherine Ordway, Pam Lyle, and Victoria Young. Happy painting!